0: Good afternoon everybody, my name is James, today our topic is the demerits and merits of hip hop and pop. There are two groups of three. In group one I have Patrick, Leah and Isaac. In group two we have Matthew, Ava and Abby. Isaac, what is it about you like about hip-hop so
1: much. I like hip-hop because I really like the different flows that the rappers have and the meaning behind, like, the lyrics and the story they tell.
0: Matthew, what is that you like so much about pop? It is fun and it's easy to listen to and my favorite artist is Ed Okay. Leah, what is that, that you dislike about pop
2: personally i think pop repeats the same lyrics
3: and starts to get annoying
0: um ava what is that you dislike about um hip-hop
3: i think hip-hop is quite violent in the lyrics and many famous rap artists for example 21 savage tend to almost glorify violent acts in their songs for example shootings gangs drugs and alcohol
0: Matthew, what is your dislikes for um, hip hop?
3: My first, my dislikes
0: are it is bu- it is fast and it is uh, exciting because it is loud and good to listen to. Patrick, what are your likes for hip hop? <coughs> uh,
1: well, I think the stories they tell in hip hop rap music is. Very influential to young people, and it can give us a voice to speak out for ourselves. And uh, on Ava's point about rappers being violent, we have to remember that rappers like Twenty One Savage and Takashi Six Nine were raised in very poor, broken-down areas where crime maybe was seen to be glorified. But uh, they're just telling the stories of their own realities, and we can't hate them for wanting to just speak what they've seen in their life.
0: Okay. So Ava, what is what do you have to say about that then?
3: Um I think they could handle what they've been through very differently and they don't need to promote um bad decisions that they could have made in their childhood.
0: Okay. Abby, what do you dislike about rapping?
3: Um
4: I kind of dislike um how it can be really hard to understand sometimes. I usually like being able to sing along and be able to understand the lyrics more easily.
0: Patrick, how do you you think that rap influences young people in our community nowadays?
1: Well, James, I believe that hip hop influences our community in quite a positive way. As you can see, uh, it's clearly extremely influential as, see everyone goes around with uh, skin fades now and gory and maybe even the whole of Ireland and that actually r- originates from the barber shops in the you know african-american communities which is where hip-hop originated so also styles as in you know skinny jeans sneakers air force ones all these nike shoes jordans all related to the hip-hop community as well so uh yeah, it's extremely influential on young people, even in our society so far away from where all this originated, it's still true music has shaped the way our culture is seen and presented.
0: Yeah. Ava, how do you think um pop influences on young people's community nowadays?
3: Um, I think fashion in pop has made a big impact for all of us. For example, Billie Eilish wears a lot of big, oversized clothes. And nowadays, a lot of teenagers and older people also wear a lot of oversized clothes as well.
0: Abby, do you think there is a fine line between hip-hop and pop?
3: Um, No,
4: I don't think there's a fine line. Because I think over the years, especially in 2019, there's been many collaborations between pop stars and hip-hop artists, Um, for example, Ed Sheeran has been collaborating with a lot of different hip-hop
0: artists. Isaac, do you think there is a fine line between hip-hop and pop?
1: The gap has never been smaller between hip-hop and pop because rappers like Drake and Juice World are making music that pleases hip-hop and pop sides.
0: Okay, well that's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.
5: Hello and welcome to the Jolly Merry podcast, where you go for joy and merriment, welcoming our guest, Oshin Brennan. Today we will be discussing depression. This is a very important and sensitive topic, and we are going to ask Oshin his first question now.
6: When did you first figure out you were depressed? Well, thank you for having me on anyway. So when I first figured out I had depression, well, I kind of isolated myself from everyone, kind of stopped uh stop going out with people. Uh, just felt sad all the time, had trouble sleeping, didn't eat well, didn't treat myself well. Didn't. Yeah, I went to a counselor one day when I was feeling really bad, and she said, um, should go to a proper therapist to see if I actually have it or not. So uh, I did. Then eventually, and then yeah, the doctor did did say I had it. So oh well, that, that's it. Uh,
5: so, how did your parents react to this news?
6: Uh, well, they're very supportive. They n- so they knew how it felt because they were talking to me. They said w- they were going. To they went through the same thing as I did. So. They're very supportive and wanted to help me in any way they could.
5: So this might be a hard question to answer, but have you ever ta- had thoughts about suicide and stuff?
6: Uh, yeah, I have, unfortunately. Uh, probably the worst time of my life, I'd say. It was around last year, this time last year. I really hated myself. Thought I was useless, really couldn't do anything right. I just felt like it wouldn't go away it was I was upstairs one day lying on my bed and all the, well, and then all the- to- the thoughts of just ending it all came into my mind, really. yeah I was pretty close to doing it at the time, but thank God I kind of stopped and went through it said, uh, just I'm sure how would everyone react to it, like my parents, my friends, especially even my dogs, especially. <laughs> So, how has medication helped
5: you, and have you noticed any of the side effects?
6: Uh, yeah, medication has helped me, it's kind of lifted my mood, kind of boosted my appetite so I'm eating stuff again, helps me sleep better as well. Now, Some of the side effects are uh, fatigue, dry mouth, nausea, blurred vision, I don't really get that too much anymore.
5: And. What other things do you do to lift the mood?
6: Uh, I do a few things. No, I I really like drawing. It really helps me like relax and meditation. I'm getting quite good at it as well because we've just been doing it all every all every day really now. Uh, I also do a lot of cycling. Yeah, uh, it's quite relaxing too. A bit of exercise really does help. And uh, well, I'm not t- I don't I don't go near the drugs or alcohol. I think that's a great way to great way not to do it anyway. And and also meditation. Just I'm not feeling the best either. So, so what type of things would you say
5: like worse than your depression stuff and make you feel worse?
6: Yeah, uh, when like when, I, when I'm just sure when I'm sitting there alone, kind of from alone sometimes, kind of just comes back. I'm trying to get out of my head and just go off, do something if I'm not doing anything, sitting there doing nothing, I just comes back. Say so, you know, if I took it, and I wouldn't go near alcohol and all that. That wouldn't help me either, I'd say.
5: Um, so now we'll go on to, like, a little section on random facts since we've run out of stuff to say about depression from what I can tell, unless you have any questions. Uh, Not, not at the moment, no. <laughs> all right, then. So do you have anything else you would like to say about it?
6: Uh, well, I'd say no, if anyone is suffering from depression and uh, no, they haven't told anyone, say it. It really, it really helps. Get, get the word out. Get help. So don't hide. Don't hide it. Pe- people say for men, sure, they have to man up, suck it up. Some people can't. You have to tell someone. <laughs> so that's really it. All right,
5: then. Do you have any numbers and stuff they can call?
6: Uh, I would suggest uh, Mental Health Ireland, it's on 01-284-1166, or uh, the Samaritans, which is on, uh one eight five o six o nine o nine o. 609 90 So, after this,
5: we'll do, I guess right now, actually, we'll do a little s- segment on facts and stuff about mental health and how our brain works and things. For example, dopamine, which is a chemical largely associated with happiness and joy, is heavily associated with addiction. And having too much of it can actually cause schizophrenia. And having too little of it, surprisingly enough, causes Parkinson's and things like that. So your brain's chemical balance is very important. There's There's no chemical that having a lot of it is good. There's no chemical to having none of it is bad, is good as well. So I'll let you also give a little fact about depression and stuff.
6: Well, well, thank you. That, that, that was kind of a bit mind hurting, but anyway. Well, the, the World Health Organization says that over 300 million people suffer from depression worldwide, and it's the leading cause of disability. Uh, also, 80% of all people with depression can be treated well, but roughly around eighty percent of people don't actually go to get treatment. Alright,
5: so this will be finishing off this podcast and a final note of if you feel like you might have depression, ask your doctor and stuff. Don't just ignore it and stuff and move on with your day. Make sure you talk to someone about it and get proper diagnosis if you do. And so have a nice day for everyone and people with depression, and just keep on going on.
3: Hi everyone, my name's Mia, and welcome to our brand new podcast. I'm Cueva, and today we'll be discussing our top film picks for Halloween. We are joined today by our guests, Tyg, Shauna, Enda, and Niall. So Tyg, tell us about the Joker.
7: So... The main character in Joker is called Arthur Fleck and he's played by Joaquin Phoenix and he's a wannabe stand-up comic who suffers from many mental illnesses including one which causes him to laugh uncontrollably when he is nervous and often gets him into bad situations. Arthur's mental health causes almost all people in society to reject and look down upon him even though all he wants is to be accepted by others. After being brutally beaten Having his medication cut off, Arthur's life begins to spiral down, downward out of control into delusions, violence and anarchy, until he eventually transforms into Gotham's infamous Clown Prince of Crime.
3: So would you recommend Joker?
7: I would highly recommend this movie to everyone that would like to experience a deeply talk-provoking
1: film.
3: Now we're going over to Shauna and Niall to talk about the movie Get Out. So Shauna, tell us about the movie.
2: Get Out is a thriller about an African-American man who visits his white girlfriend's parents for the first time. Uh, As The weekend goes on, a sinister secret is revealed about the family.
7: Yeah, me and Sean, definitely (laughs) recommend this film. It's definitely one of the most original movies we've ever seen. And it's got a bit of everything. It's got comedy. It's got action. It's got satire um it's not too scary also and it's not too long either i think it's only about an hour and a half so it's an easy watch and it's um it's on netflix as well
3: so the gen- genre is a psychological thriller could you explain this
2: <laughs> um it kind of messes with your mind a bit like and it brings up like racism and everything as well
8: okay um so i'm going to be talking about coraline uh, it's about um, Coraline who moves to a new house where her parents are basically kind of neglecting her as they're both working tough jobs. Um, anyway, she goes around kind of exploring her new home and during the night she finds a secret passageway leading to like a new world, which basically it's, it's, it's her world, but everything seems better. She and there she meets her, her other parents who are essentially just parents, like similar her is just better in every way. Um, Coraline's other mother invites her to stay forever. However, she has to sew buttons on her eyes, which is kind of the main reason why she doesn't want to do this. So um, that's basically it. And it leads on to how she escapes uh, the other mother. Um, Oh yeah, another, so now we're talking about, uh, is it suitable for kids? As uh, I've heard a lot of people, have been quite scared of the movie like growing up when they watch it. So I think
7: Tig, Tig's going to have a quick word here. Yeah, um, I was one of those kids. I was absolutely <laughs> terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified <laughs> of Coraline when I was a child. And I haven't revisited the movie to face my fears of <laughs> <laughs> the buttons, <laughs> of, buttons. Of, of the buttons on my eyes, and, um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, is else so, yeah. I definitely agree with Ty. It's one of the scariest kids' movies I've ever seen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the scariest movie I've ever seen.
7: Yeah, so,
8: I, I think the consensus is it's pretty, uh, it's pretty scary for a young audience, so, it is rated PG, yeah, wrongfully, wrongfully according to Tyg, who's who who was uh, scarred when he's younger. <laughs> um, so what else? Um, also the music in it is composed by Danny Elfman. Uh, if you don't if you don't know who he is, he's
7: he composed *The Simpsons*, so he's quite famous. Uh, now we're going to wrap up our podcast with a top five uh, Halloween movies. Uh, so my pick is definitely *The Nightmare Before Christmas*. I recommend Ghostbusters.
2: It's not really a Halloween movie, but I love Prisoners. It's a really good movie. Hotel Transylvania. (laughs) is (laughs) a musty. I'm going to have to say I was
3: scarred after Caroline, so the scariest I've done is Hotel Transylvania.
8: And I'll add a sixth one here, Corpse Bride by Tim Burton. So thanks for listening.
7: Welcome to the Youtubics podcast. Today we are talking about ghosts and paranormal activities. We are joined by our special guest, Mate, and many more.
1: Oh, hi. Why oh, that so bad?
4: Hi. Hello. Hello.
0: Hi.
7: So Dean, what's a ghost?
5: Uh, in folklore a ghost is the soul of spirit
4: oh. <laughs> <laughs> do we Do
1: <laughs>
5: in folklore a ghost is the soul or spirit of a dead person
2: that's interesting i don't doubt their existence
5: i don't believe in ghosts
4: i actually do believe in them because um because of many reasons like around us in Wexford there's a loftus hall that is located in the the hook peninsula in you know county Wexford um because it's actually like um, it's said to be like um the haunted by a devil and a young lady and like that's way this happened cuz way back in the 17th century when like a man on a horse um went over to the house because seeking shelter like late at night, and like, the Totem family was leaving, living there at first, like, at that time. And they invited him inside for a few days you, know, for shelter because like, he was lost. And there was a girl there called Anna Totemham who um, was actually really interested in him, like, you know, <laughs> I don't even know why, but like it happened. And then a couple days in, in when he was living there, they were both playing a game together. Uh, of cards and then Anna accidentally dropped down a, a card on the ground and she went to pick it up but of course this is cannot be a horror story without it <laughs> she found out that he didn't have one of his legs and she screamed immediately <laughs> um she screamed and she ran away like she she pushed him at, and like he immediately he vanished into thin air leaving a brimstone smell behind a priest went and um, tried to exercise her you know, ghost but it, he couldn't do it so she still haunts the house to this day that is my reason for thinking that ghosts are real since people do go on tour there and multiple cases have been said or even shown with proof with pictures of pictures of people of the gr- not gr- people
9: pictures of the girl in windows
7: so does anyone else have any stories
9: Hmm. I have an interesting one of a a very popular uh, doll. His name is Robert and he was owned by a young boy named Robert Eugene Otto. Um, he got the doll from his grandfather when he as a birthday present, and he owned the doll all through his adult life. People around him used to say that um, Oten had a very strange obsession with the doll, that he used to always bring him everywhere with him and even speak about him in first person, like address him as he wasn't a doll. And people, and there was a legend saying that Oten used to always blame the mishaps on the dolls. Which well, so everyone, but everyone just thought like, oh, he's just his imagination. And then after um, Oten died, um, a, la- a lady called um, Myrtle. Myrtle. Myrtle um, t- uh, took over uh, his house and uh, he was a new caretaker for Robert and he, the visitors of the house used to say that uh, they used to hear footsteps upstairs in, dia- in the attic and used to hear like children giggling and then after a few years um, Myrtle um, donated him to um, a very popular museum that's in Florida and even today, um, there's a lot of visitors coming to see him, and he, people even bring like gifts and everything to him. And he even gets letters and everything, which he's a very lucky man to have. And even um, and there's a. And even today, um, when you take a picture of him, you have to ask for his permission to take his picture because if you don't, he can cause things. He's known to cause very bad luck to people, such as car accidents, job loss, divorce, and even death. So yeah.
10: Wow. Uh, I
2: have this one story called the cell phone. uh, the story goes a couple of months ago my friend's cousin a single mo- mother bought a new cell phone After a long day of work. She came home placed her phone on the counter and went to watch TV Her son came to her and asked if he could play with her new phone She told him not to call anyone or mess with the text messages, and he agreed at around 11:20, 20 sh- She was drowsy, so she decided to take uh, her son to bed Uh, She walked to his room and saw that he wasn't there. Uh, She then ran over to her room to find him sleeping on her bed with the phone in his hand. Relieved, she picked her phone back up from his hand to inspect it. Browsing through it, she noticed only minor changes such as a new background banner, etc. But then she opened up her saved pictures. She began deleting the pictures he had taken until only one new picture remained. When she first saw it, she was in disbelief. It was her son sleeping on her bed, but the picture was taken by someone else above him, and it showed the left half of an elderly woman's face. Uh, what's everyone's opinion on the story? It's very um, creepy.
7: I think it's very spooky. <laughs> very scary.
9: Yeah, that's very freaky.
7: I think they're all fake. Do you want to prove your theory there? Yes, I can bring Stephen Hawking from the dead so he can say it.
10: Low frequency sounds that you don't consciously hear, but your ears can have a negative effect on people because the brain is receiving sensory input without your conscious mind understanding and you don't know where it's coming from. This wreaks havoc with people's emotions, especially in old-looking, dark and gloomy buildings. A researcher was convinced that he was onto something so he did an experiment in a haunted abbey. The cellar of the abbey was haunted according to locals. According to them when someone steps into the cellar they would freeze up, see strange grey ghosts, and have to leave because of nausea. The researcher discovered that the shape of the cellar and the hallway leading to it created perfect resonating chamber. Nearby factories all contributed in making the sound. The vibrations created were exactly 18.9 hertz and were most powerful at the threshold of the cellar, where most people became sick and terrified. Volcanoes, earthquakes, strong ocean waves, and even winds hitting the hillside in just the right spot can create infrasound. Even animals can create it, and tigers are particularly well-known as a source. The frequency of a tiger's roar is around 18 hertz, right in that range we mentioned earlier. Get him
7: off the set. So that, that's it folks.
3: Ye turbix. Ye turbix. Ye 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 ye